For Tandem Launch, I'm Jermaine Murray, and this is The Launch, a podcast all about tech startups. Today, Alex and Farhad of Notice Technology have discovered a way to make drones more efficient when it comes to fuel consumption. How do they do this? By studying the birds of prey. They explained to us how by studying birds and predators, they were able to figure out a way to make drones more efficient. Guys, tell us a bit about. Um, let's go. Let's start with you, Alex. Why don't you tell us a bit about Notice? And you know what? If you could describe how Notice came to be, that would be a great a great starting point. Sure. Well, Notice came from you know uh, the idea of thing, doing things differently uh, in the drone world and in the aerospace world. You know, tackling uh, the efficiency problem of that drones have today, but in a novel way. So rather than going in and, you know, brute forcing it through, you know, new batteries, new fuels, bigger motors or anything like this, we decided to go about it, you know, get it by getting inspired by what's happening in nature. So looking at how birds uh, and, you know, other animals are doing and even, you know, even humans in the sense, you know, the glider pilots are, you know, kind of the king of efficiency when they're flying. So this is, you know, how Nutus came about. And now the vision that we have at Nutus is that we want to make, you know, drones fly forever, uh, you know, using the energy that is already, you know, uh, comprised within the winds and the thermals and, you know, all the phenomenons that are already, you know, happening every day out there. How does this all work? How do you guys put this together um, in terms of the technology side? So, Farhad, can you can you just give us an idea uh, of what kind of technology you're using? Is it AI? What, what, how's it going to impact uh, the industry? And why did you guys choose to go this direction? So the problem for me was one of the most interesting uh, thing about Dotus, to be honest, to start with. So uh, the problem is that it's a really a well-known control problem in aerospace. What they've done is is that uh, our technology is based off Penn University uh, uh, IP and we build on it. So basically what they did is they take the bird flying and they got inspired and they look at it, how they can bring it to aerospace and specifically to drone. So what we do is we take advantage of the uh, air energy or energy in the atmosphere so basically, this way we extend our flight time, we save fuel and everything. So from the technology side, we have a software that detects thermals. It detects thermals and it also exploit and search for thermals as well as how to use them. So from that perspective, we do need AI, but not just AI. We are actually more detailed than that. So basically, we do have a statistical uh, machine learning that use uh, probability and uh, interference and find where the thermals are and where we can exploit them. And then we do have supervised learning and reinforcement learning to detect the behavior of a drone to maximize the energy gain from those uh, phenomenals in the atmosphere. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you're basically saying that your technology and your software would enable drones to uh, find more efficient flight routes and save and save gas, save costs, save, save fuel. In a lot of ways, you're helping people get more bang for their buck out of their drones. Exactly. So basically, yes. And also, we are going beyond that. We are not just saving fuel. We are going to give them energy without using the fuel. So one of the benefit of this is that it's a clean energy that we can use to extend the flight time for a longer time 
that even with the full fuel, you wouldn't be able to do that flight in the first place. I'm relatively, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners would be relatively new to the aerospace industry. You know, why would this uh, disrupt or why would this strengthen or enhance the aerospace industry? Why would this be seen as a tool? And, you know, overall, uh, with COVID-19, how was the industry prepared uh, going to, to go forward and to navigate this? Right. So you see, the aerospace industry, uh, you know, has, you know, a lot of really strong points. As you know, we know it as, you know, an industry that is calculated, that is methodic, but also that is slow to, uh, you know, uh, encompass and try new things and develop a, a new innovative solutions such as AI. On the other side, you know, drones come more from the software realm uh, of the industry, where in the software, it's all about quick, you know, integration of new technology, testing new ideas, you know, quick iterative process. And, you know, this is where we come in and we kind of bring both of, you know, these, these industry in a cross world where we want to bring in, you know, the methodic and calculated approach of the aerospace, but we want, you know, the rapid innovation and, you know, testing of new ideas and new technologies such as AI. And I think Notus is exactly at the right point since, you know, AI is right now looking at problems to solve problems that stand that where you know that, you know, there's more behind the, the problem, but that, you know, our math is not capable of, you know, getting it out, you know, our, 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 our tools of to today are, are, are not make, doing the job. On the other side, we know that aerospace has been fighting the efficiency battle for so long. You know, they're making so many, like all the design of the aircraft, the motors, everything is designed, the weight, everything is designed to getting more efficiency out of these aircraft. But now that, you know, the, the improvement they're making is just so slow and so small. Now, you know, we know that there's, you know, this energy available in the atmosphere. You can really convince yourself by simply at looking at glider pilots. Or if you look at simply these birds doing these long migrations across the oceans where they have nowhere to, to rest. Well, what they're doing is basically getting this energy out of, you know, exploiting the right wind currents, exploiting the right, uh, you know, air phenomenon. Now we know that, you know, they, they know how to find them and how to exploit this, this source of energy very efficiently. But, you know, we know how to model them, but how to get it into an autopilot now is how we use AI. So we're using, basically solving one of the really long lasting issues in the aerospace or like uh, fights that they're, they're being fighting in a very novel way by bringing, you know, AI and, you know, kind of human and animal intuition into the, the, the solving the problem. When you look at your technology and when you look at um, some of the the work that you're, you're positioning yourself to do, what do you think that experience is going to be like for consumers? You know, uh, as somebody that's, a, let's say, an everyday Joe, how can I benefit from Notice's technology? What's that going to materialize itself like in my life? Right. Well, we see right now drones being used uh, in broader and broader commercial uh, aspect. If you know, if you're an agriculture and you're using it to monitor your livestock or to uh, monitor your field to evaluate how it grows and where it needs, you know, extra water, extra care, what you know, where where the weeds are, are, are growing, or if you know, you're are basically, you know, um, you know, you're working in a search and rescue environment when you're looking for lost people in the forest or out at sea. Uh, if you are, you know, thinking simply about Amazon uh, that is thinking about doing, uh, you know, delivery by drone 
or you know you are in Rwanda and you know the blood the blood bank banks over there are using drones to deliver medication the uh, uh, you know blood baths and as well as vaccines and anti venoms then we can all help these industry in doing better getting out more out, like more out of their drones uh, getting longer distances so really making missions that wouldn't be possible before now with our technology are, are possible and you know what is awesome about that they're off, they're possible by simply doing no change at the drone at all it's just by adding some software and then you get more out of your, the same drone that you've been using for the last five years so this is really what we're kind of promising it's an inter- that's actually a, a very interesting position for you guys to take. Farhad, I, I know that you uh, came in on the project a little bit after Alex did. When you first saw uh, the technology, the position, the, the idea of Notice, what was your first thoughts? You know, um, what excited you the most? Uh, and uh, has it lived up to your expectations thus far? So, yeah, so as... Uh, I'm not sure if everyone knows, but I joined recently, like last year, I believe. And for me, I was just coming out of academia. So I was looking for the next problem to solve rather than next job to find. So when I came across a uh, notice problem and had a chat with Alex and the team, the problem for me was super interesting. For From the perspective of research and the problem, it seems like a easy problem to solve and yet not being solved. So I thought this would be really interesting. It combined my two interests of reinforcement learning and control theory and seeing it in a new domain that hasn't been as much explored because look at you see that already exists in autonomous uh, driving uh, you see a lot of ai in financial tech you see a lot of ai in healthcare and there is a lot of money actually in all of that and they show result and they show how it improved and yet we don't have as much ai in the domain of ai and it was for me really uh, interesting to see that there isn't yet we have this capability. So after that, uh, I've been working uh, with Alex. We come across and see there's so much potential for uh, artificial intelligence in the domain of AI, and that was, for me, the trigger. And after joining, uh, it's been uh, interesting... trip as i would say uh, basically i've been going around different papers and seeing how uh, different perspective to the same problem that exists in the ai from the aerospace and it helps me and it's kind of i i have been learning a lot to be frank with you i've been learning a lot about this domain and learning how much we assume that was not correct about this domain <laughs> and hoping to actually leave a mark in this domain that we could be potentially the stepping stone for many other researchers or small companies to go this domain. Now, when you say domain, are we talking more artificial intelligence broadly, or are you speaking specifically and exclusively about aerospace? I'm talking about actually the uh, both of them. I'm talking about the child of their uh, combination of the two AI in aerospace because you don't see that as much as you see it in AI in health, AI in finance, AI in uh, autonomous car. You don't see that every day in aerospace and I think that's lacking and we could be the 
a starting point of it, or at least show that we tried this domain and other people may get inspired to join. Yeah, you make some very interesting points, especially with regards to, you know, the crossover between artificial intelligence and aerospace. To be completely honest, uh, whenever whenever I hear the words AI, I'm, I'm thinking about, well, my first thing, thought is is Terminator, um, of course, <laughs> but more realistically, it's it's more what to do with ground transportation. You know, I'm not very privy to the aerospace, but it just seems like anything to do with artificial intelligence right now is a highly competitive environment. A lot of different people trying to new, do new things, and I I can't help but think that there's this fear that somebody might solve the problem before you do, Alex. You know. As as one as a founder, how do you deal with those type of feelings? You know, what's your thought process? You know, how do you go in day and out, um, knowing that you have so much around you? Um, what do you do to distinguish yourself as a company? Right. Well, you know, the approach that we've been taking right now is quite unique. It's something that outside of academia has not been tackled because it's actually you know uh, you know challenging one of the the, the biggest issues in a way that people, you know, kind of didn't look at uh, previously. And, you know, uh, our work is really built on top several years of research uh, done at Penn State. So, you know, we, we basically we have a, a good head start in terms of where we are today. And the fact that even if people just wake up today, you know, they, they, they hear about what we're doing and just like, well, this is a great idea. Let's, let's jump on it. Well, they already have a few years <laughs> We have a few years ahead uh, of them. So, and uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, aerospace uh, as well as AI is a domain that requires a lot of experience, a lot of trial and error, and, you know, a lot of insight that, you know, is built through, uh, you know, multiple years of experience and work. So I think it's not something that you improvise yourself in easily. And I think, you know, Finding, you know, basically the expertise that uh, I have and Farid have and, and the combined expertise is quite rare. So I think, you know, this is something that secures me uh, on, you know, uh, this perspective. But also, it's also like, you know, it's simply the, the amount of work we put in every day is, you know, keep, is keeping us as ahead, ahead as well. So not only that you need to, to, to make up for, for lost time, but you need to keep up with, uh, you know, with the work we put in every day. So I think this, this is the, how I, I stay positive about that. And this is a question I want to pose to both of you. Um, and, you know, feel free to take some time to think on it. But we are being encouraged to uh, practice social distancing. And when we're in social settings, to practice physical distancing. So there is, I can't lie, as a person living in this, I, I'm, I'm terrified when I, when I walk by somebody. Or I'm terrified when I come in contact with somebody that's outside of my isolation zone. You know, do you think that a company like yourself notice in, in the aerospace, in the drone space, specifically do you feel like there might be an opportunity here for your business to grow um, and to position itself as an essential uh, quote-unquote service or essential product um, that will help uh, people uh, that are afraid of physical contact and physical distance uh, to you know improve their quality of life through well I, I see the, the drones uh, you know the what the what the drones promise to bring to society uh, as being directly, you know, uh, 
a tool that helps like our day-to-day make our day-to-day, uh, you know, safer, make, you know, uh, our day-to-day, you know, connect remote uh, communities, uh, connect uh, people, you know, uh, also allow people to, you know, collect data from, uh, from far, uh, you know, from a far distance. So I think, and since we are going to support this industry uh, by allowing to do being more efficient, safer, and more reliable, I think this is something that we're going to, we, we're basically part of this solution as well. I see our technology enable operators not to be on the field rather than just being behind the computer screen. So that actually put little a string of going to actually physically exist in a operation zone. And maybe you can, let's say, at your comfort of your home and still be able to do uh, monitoring of a livestock or monitoring of whatever uh, interests you, for instance, industries such as pipelines without even actually going there which involves a lot of uh, contacting with other uh, people out of your isolation zone. Hey, you know what? We're, we're talking about people in society on a whole, but I'm, I'm curious, and I'm sure everyone listening is too, how are you guys doing? How are you guys feeling? You know, this, you, you're human as well. You, you, may be, you may be brilliant people and, far, and founders, but um, how are you handling this situation, and how has it impacted your own quality of life and how you're able to conduct your business and with regards to building your company? Uh, so... To be honest with you, I feel like we are on the lucky end of this pandemic. Uh, so there are uh, so many people who are suffering and um, uh, we are hoping they finally find a solution to this so they all can move on. But from that perspective, we should always be thankful for having this opportunity to be able to work from home, to be able to push our technology even with this pandemic. And so basically what we have done is uh, Alex and I basically sat down on the first day of this problem and see, okay, what technology do we need from home? What kind of uh, schedule or we need to increase our communication? We need to be able to be there and also support each other's morals because it's going to be a challenging time. So we knew it at the beginning. And uh, to be frank with you, it was challenging, especially the times like when does the day start? When does it end? Because you're always home. So basically you could have 24 hours of work or zero hours of work. And from That's a the bit com- extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always covered extreme than anything falls in between, you know. And then uh, the communication was a bit challenging at first, but now I think we are in a good way of standing. So we do have uh, more uh, shorter meetings, but more in the number. So we catch on each other's day and how we are doing. And we try to collaborate online with each other's code. And we're trying to connect with as many people or customer or uh, interested people uh, through phone, Skype, uh, team meetings, or even uh, emails uh, to keep that communication going. So from the business side, I don't think we haven't been affected as much as other businesses. However, it is challenging time to be always home. And I hope this finished sometime soon. You know? <laughs> Family guy driving you guys crazy, I'm guessing? <laughs> uh, to be honest, no. I, I think I'm driving most of the people in the house crazy. But... Uh, it's quite interesting. I think, you know, uh, I think COVID in, in, in such a way is kind of uh, put in some emphasis on things that are already part of kind of the start of life. 
in sense, you know, that startup life is a lot of uncertainty that is, you know, moving quickly and you never know what the next week is going to be like. Is it going to be, uh, you know, a week made of, of successes or a, a, a week made of, of, you know, challenges? And also, you know, in a startup life, you know, the, the, the barrier between your personal life and your work life is very thin. And in COVID, when you're isolating, I think for everybody, suddenly discover that it, it brings, you know, the work-life balance into a whole new meaning. And it's funny to have like kind of the startup life meet COVID life, which means that all the, all the, you know, the barrier between, uh, you know, you know, your, your, your basically family life, your, your work life, everything is kind of mixed in together as well as adding a new layer of uncertainty to basically your, your whole day to day. So, uh, you know, I think as, uh, Fad mentioned, you know, I think we're both blessed in, in the sense that, you know, uh, we, we can continue to, to work. Uh, you know, our family is safe and healthy. Uh, and, you know, we don't, we don't have too many concerns in terms uh, of, you know, uh, you know, our financial life. And we can keep going and keep focusing uh, on what we've do, we've been doing for the last year. But of course, it, 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 it is a, a difficult time, I think, for everybody. And, you know, it's, it's all about being positive. What were some of the things that you know now that you wish you knew going into um, into the situation? You know, Alex mentioned that both you and Alex mentioned, uh, you know, putting more of an emphasis on your communications. You know, were there anything else that you just wish you knew going in? Uh, I think cancel all the uh, uh conferences and meetings that we had in person and scheduled them online as soon as possible would have been helpful and especially connect to as many people if as possible as soon as possible before this pandemic happened but beside that i don't think i would say anything else alex yeah i mean i think our transition uh was quite smooth as we had a lot of you know good processes uh, already in place in current terms of meetings and communication. I think, you know, uh, the thing I would say at the beginning is, is really don't, you know, time, time for the long head. Like I, th- I think, you know, for the first week I was, you know, still working on the k- kitchen table, uh, barely organized, you know, no mouse, no keyboard. Cause I was like, you know, this thing is going to, ha- I, I didn't know how long this thing is going to last. So I, I kind of like trying to like wing it and make it and make it work. But I think, you know, I think it would be, you know, get comfortable, get organized, uh, you know, right away, you know. Uh, and I think one of the biggest thing I've learned, I think, is like, you know, uh, don't underestimate, you know, uh, the importance of, you know, simple like human contact in sense of, you know, use, I know that it's not a popular opinion, but, you know, use the, the Skype camera, you know, see the people, uh, connect with them on a daily basis. Uh, it makes a difference, I think. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's delicate because, you know, you're, you know, you're not, you're not, you know, your, your, your hair is not calm. You're, you're like, you're, you know, you're in your pajamas, but, you know, still see people, talk people to people and, and it does help. On the next episode of The Launch, and in looking into what Airy3D has done, I found it very exciting um, that it's a, a very straightforward implementation 
a minimal impact on the uh, the ecosystem, on uh, the, the way things are currently done, which is usually a big hurdle for adoption. Uh, and that, you know, for the, the set of applications uh, and the ranges that it's designed for, it works really well.